Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez. I am joined once again by my brothers, Drew Stick, Steve Brokaw. What's up? My voice is still recovering, but my soul is is uh, is happy. It's, it's, it's pure. It's pure. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, you know, my voice is also still recovering, but my glass is full. Yeah. What's up, Drew? I see you dancing over there. Yeah, I, uh, I'm getting there as well with the uh, kind of grumblies the past few days. And the grumblies. It feels like a shorter week this week. I don't know if it's just me. The grumblies. I got the grumbles. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Uh, this is episode thirty-eight. Three points at home. We're calling this one. Uh, man, it is thirty-eight, right? It's not thirty-nine. It's thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. I'm gonna double-check that. Sure. Sure. Whatever. Hey, thirty. Somewhere. Thirty-eight. Thirty-nine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Once you get We're trying past twenty-one, yet, you stop right? counting. That's how it works. Uh, <laughs> we're excited to have you guys on here with us. If you're joining us now. Please go ahead and, uh, you know, send your comments. How are you feeling today? What are you drinking? I'm having, of course, a 109. Of course. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, oh, wow. Wow, Jerry. Wow. Wow. Cool. Wow. You yeah, have 109? <laughs> Drew, are you going to drink one of those too? I'm, I'm actually having one right now too. I put the, I poured it in here into this fine mug from our friends at Two Balls. And then I put the can up there. Nice. It actually ascended like a can to heaven. <laughs> some Tangerine Express before. That's so you didn't just grab. Up, you didn't just grab the can and crush it, like uh, no, like Abel from Travels. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> I'm under the bus real quick. You know who I care about? What they're drinking? We're gonna ask him. We're gonna ask him a whole bunch of other questions. We're joined today by a very special guest. Uh, you guys m- may have met him. He's he's like everywhere. He's in the stadium all over the place. He's always at all the events. Uh, I see him all the time. Uh, Mr. Espen Carell, how are you, sir? Hey, guys. Good. How are you? Good. What are you drinking? Uh, right now, I'm drinking a Jeremiah Red. Jeremiah Red. Ooh. That's from uh, BJ's. That is my favorite right now. Yeah. BJ's is a good spot. Yeah, we, um, before we came on, I was, telling, I was telling Espen. Yeah, it is underrated. I was telling Espen. My dad like joined the beer club, and I think Espen's a part of it too. It's actually a pretty good deal, apparently. Oh, really? Twenty first birthday at BJ's. I love BJ's. Jeremiah Red is probably my favorite beer there too. I think just long term. Yeah. Always. Yeah, they just started canning it too. So. Oh wow! Wow! I gotta pick them up. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah Drew. Drew had his twenty first birthday at BJ's just about a year ago. So it's. There you go. Pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> Vernice. I couldn't even grow a beard then too. That's what COVID's done to us. COVID. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Dude, Nick is drinking a homemade sangria. Wow, Ooh. this guy. Now I'm sad Light. that I took out that like sound off of the board. Like, can't even use it. But I have this one. Oh, and this one. Next minute. And this one. Cool. That's what you. Here we get. go. Oscar. Oscar's uh, having a pork brewing hot hot rocks lager. I've never had that one. That's another great beer. That a good hot lager. Mm. Got it. I haven't tried that one. Not drinking, but eating a double-double. Oh, that sounds so good right now. Man, I want some in and out It's been a Classic. While. Classic. You can't beat it. That's yeah. a post-Memorial Day meal right there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm drinking white wine because we went to the Rose in South Park for a late lunch, and now it's all wine all evening, said uh, Taylor. Nice. a boy, Tay-Tay. Very nice. That was a mouthful. Did you see that? I was like... All right. 
that's me some nights on the pod though i've, I've drank wine before on the pod too we're not an yeah. always beer podcast so yeah i mean I mostly beer, beer like 90 percent beer well tequila too we didn't, we're not doing it today though oh yeah i forgot about that oh yeah our, our main man Guido didn't he request some tequila we'll oh yeah. we're gonna talk we'll about that there. oh we'll get there we will definitely we'll get, get there. there um we have a lot to talk about today you guys we uh we won we oh, won a match at we home. Won. Oh, wait, wait. Let's take it back before we won. We <laughs> played a match at home against Las Vegas. <laughs> we got to go. Uh, it was excited for the points. It was like a, <laughs> it was a little bit of a, you know, it was a little bit of a, like, deja vu moment in the beginning. And then mm. it changed. It changed at the end there. Actually, a little bit too close for my liking to the end. But yeah. uh, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But I did, before we get started, I wanted to make sure... Uh, that we give a quick shout out to Dylan. He is an 11 year old who has a podcast. It's Dylan the San Diego Kid podcast. If you wow. look him up on, I think it's on uh, iTunes. It's on like a, a couple of other podcast platforms. But he's an 11 year old that loves San Diego, loves the loyal, and he also talks about the men's national team. The first episode uh, was was pretty interesting. Uh, where he's trying to figure out some of the details. The second one, he has it down. He talks about this last game. Go and check it out. And uh, give give Dylan some love because that's what right. we need. We want the youth to be putting out content like this, especially if he's somebody that's excited about the team, that loves yeah. the sport. We need to encourage that and encourage more and more people to come and join we, in on the family. So shout totally. out to Dylan. Um, and I do want to say, because he is 11 years old, I'm hoping – then maybe he listens to this and the parents are listening. And hey, there may be some cuss words in this podcast. So I want to just warn you before the drinking really starts. So I'm going to let you know right now, this is kind of an adult podcast. You know, we try to censor ourselves as much as possible, but we did also we win. Water. Yeah. And we, oh, we, oh, you have water. I don't have water. Uh, <laughs> but we did <laughs> win. Mostly water. So there may be some bad words out there, but Dylan. Congratulations, man, on the podcast. Again, check it out. Dylan, the San Diego Kid podcast. I listened to both of the episodes, and there was a lot of times when I did, like, like fist pumps in the air where I was like, yes, Dylan, yes, because he said something along the lines of, like, the locals uh, helped, and the locals were amazing. He did. He said some – he gave us props, basically, on the podcast. Wow. I was like, I was like, yes. I love, uh, I love to hear it. And you mentioned – you mentioned the youth, you know, bringing them up, and I agree because the youth are going to set us free. You know, I, I, we ain't going to be in this <laughs> yes. position forever. We need, we need these youth guys yes. to come up and take, and take these roles because man, we've had one week at home, and my voice, my voice is still killing me. I'm tired. <laughs> my, my bars are tired. I'm tired. He's got horrible. But yeah, he's horrible. Uh, I, I think that we should start our our local select uh, podcast roster here. Yeah, we can throw uh, Dylan on there. Yeah, there that would be a, you know, perfect. Good way to go. Start bringing as Steve said, bring up the youth. You know, get them going. Maybe we throw them a few reps here and there. One of us can't make a pod. Throw Dylan in there. It'll it'll probably keep our cussing to a minimum. That helps when you're staring at a child. So, um, we we do try, but at a, at a certain point, the passion comes out. I'm sure he'll understand. And I'd love to hear the words he'll insert in place of uh, swear words when he's feeling fired up. To be uh, fair, the though, objective that kids come up with are always even better. I think that's yeah, that's a good point. But to be fair, like and honest, uh, whenever I see a child for like in my regular day, I I cuss more so i'm just saying as a parent <laughs> as a parent it happens i'm like Sometimes diego you mm. yeah it's my kid 
It's okay. All right. Well, driver. <laughs> I don't know. So, guys, I don't know. I don't know if everybody here right now is uh, aware, but uh, we won a match. We beat. We have our first three points. Two thousand in attendance at Torero Stadium. San Diego Loyal takes the win against Las Vegas Lights, two to one. Uh, man, they really, really scared me for a bit. Obviously, Las Vegas Lights goes on the board first and early. Right? And like there was a 17th or 18th minute or something like that? Uh, what is it? 17th minute. Yeah, Quesada with the goal. Their lone shot for that first half, by the way, like uh, up to that point, they had only they had only had that one shot and they went in. Um, it was just a complete breakdown of the defense. I don't know what the defense was thinking during that whole play. I went back and watched it. And I'm just like, golly, what are we doing? Here we go again. Right? Bruh. But but we held on. Uh, We were pushing the entire first half and the entire second half. I mean, real quick to go through some of the stats. Possession, we, uh, you know, we played 54.9 to 45.1 from Las Vegas. Um, Not a big difference, but it felt like it was a lot, lot more. Um, Maybe after that first goal is when Las Vegas really started to gain a little bit more of that possession. But before that, it was like all San Diego loyal. Um, We did win. Majority of the aerial duels as well, 52.9. We had two offsides, which is great because that means we're actually moving forward. I know in a little bit we're we're wondering, like, where are these offsides? We're we're at zero. And we had four corners. That was pretty great, too. Um, What was the one shot or the one stat that I was telling you, Drew, that I was like, hey, this is actually pretty interesting. It was on defense. Clearances. Clearances. Six clearances. Yes. For San Diego Loyal. They had 23. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, wow. a, that's a switch from from the last few weeks. Two goals for us, obviously. Uh, one of them, we had twenty one shots, ten of them on goal. Uh, it was just wow. that's great. There's a lot. Yeah, inside the right. box. It's like, it's like kind of finally what we've been waiting to see, right? We've been waiting to see more shots on target. We've been waiting to see you know them be a little more aggressive with shooting, not stop passing in the box. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah. And yeah. they finally kind of did that stuff, and and it, you know it. it, it did end up working out. Yeah, I wanted to see that a little bit higher quality there. But, uh, yeah, sure, it ended up working out. So I'm not going to sit here and complain. Yeah. You know what's funny is, like, the inside-the-box shots. They had two. Obviously, the one that went in, it was inside the box, right? Their goal? I think so. Yeah. Um, or maybe if, if it wasn't, it was right outside the box. I'm not, I, I, I couldn't tell. It was like Gito's, pretty, Gito's pretty was right outside. Yeah, he was right Six. on top of the box. That was so tough. Oh, my God. Uh, were you were you able to see that one, Espen? Were you on that side during the game? No, we were walking around most of the time. So we saw the last one, Varian, Herzog, 87. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. a mess, too, on that one. But Crappy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we had 16 shots inside the box. Just really quick when I throw that in there. 16 inside the box. That means we're getting Eight in there. on that play alone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's, seriously, huh? It was maybe like five of the. Of the shots were during that one play, but here's the thing: it's against Las Vegas Lights, and and a lot of people are downplaying that. But Las Vegas actually showed up, um, and I think they did well on on the defensive side, and I think they figured us out a lot. They made some adjustments, and Chirundolo, to his credit, I mean, he's a great coach. He did, you know, change some things. He realized he was getting beat on the right side. He changed some things and moved it over, and yeah. made sure yeah. that it was no longer getting beat on that side. I mean, it, it's just. They knew what they were doing. It's funny because on our stats, the manager is listed as Donovan, and we all know it wasn't him. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was Nate Miller who was coaching for the day, uh, 
And Great job. Props, props to him in a suit. Props to him in a suit. No. Yeah. No more tracksuit. Yeah. 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 Looking, yeah, looking but I think uh, yeah. back good. to the match, you know, we saw something we haven't talked about since since last week was the new signings. And we saw we saw Miguel Ibarra and Jack Mayer both start yeah. uh, for San Diego Loyal and Miguel Berry sub on. So we had, you know, three new signings and all three of them played a key part in this last match. Um, I was super excited when I saw Ibarra on the, the sheet to start the match. I think he kind of looked a little lost, um, kind of like, you know, the, the Loyal players did in the first couple weeks. Um, I think he could have played better personally, just just based on individual quality. But yeah, also I think he was still figuring out his role. So there's kind of a double edged sword there. Yeah. But um, I was I was definitely surprised to see Mayor Andy Barra start. Um, obviously, that kind of signals that they thought that the the players that they had weren't playing to the quality that they expected. You know, th- this team to play to. So they brought new players on and immediately shot them right in the lineup. Um, so that was really, really interesting to me, especially at home. I thought that, you know, some of those players like Herzog, you know, maybe he could have started at home and got the kind of injection of energy. Obviously, he scored at the end. So him subbing on was that an injection of energy and really did. I wonder if that's going to, you know, what that's going to do going forward. Is he going to get some more minutes? Is he going to start? Who knows? But um, I thought that that was an interesting point. Um, kind of what do you think about that, Espen? Yeah, I was totally with you. I thought initially we were all kind of disappointed with the bar. It looked like he was lost on the field a couple of times. He had low yeah. energy right up front. Um, but, you know, it, like you said, it was his first match out with us. So, you know, totally it's, you know what's, what's weird, though, for Ibarra is he did have a few times when the distribution to him was not all that great. Um, That's so a good I, point. So yeah. we had Jack Blake come in quite a few times. By the way, Colin Martin, Jack Blake, that duel right there on the right, so, yeah. so good. Jack Metcalf. Also backing them up, those three on that right hand side are ridiculous, and that right hand side for us is going to be amazing. And there was a few times during the match, right at the beginning, where Jack Blake gets that ball over, or I think Metcalf at one point also tried to get the ball over to Miguel because Miguel was open, um, and it just wasn't hit properly, or he wasn't Miguel wasn't quite in the place that he needed to be to take that run off. And so it like it hurt us a little bit there, but then you saw like Alejandro Guido do that bicycle kick. Also, I mean that that was the distribution is getting there, right? Uh, the opportunities are getting there, and that's just amazing. Uh, there's a question from Nick Duffy right now on the chat, and it was uh, how many crosses? Twenty eight crosses for uh, San Diego versus five from Las Vegas. So. We're, I mean, that's a big change. And when we see somebody yeah. come in like Herzog, I really like what they did. And I, and you're talking about, uh, Steve, you were talking about how, you know, we have somebody like uh, Miguel Ibarra starting uh, who's just joined, was just signed, and then Jack Mayer too. Uh, but I think you're right on maybe the, the, uh, the coaches, the coaching staff thought that maybe in the back, we're a little weak. I think yeah. Miguel Ibarra was just, uh, from the get-go, it was, hey, he practiced with us, and when he was here with us, he would be in the starting lineup if it wasn't for the fact that he didn't sign with us. The moment right. he signs, Good point. he's there. He's on the left. Like he's That's where he belongs. And you see him and Elijah, too. Elijah, he opens up space for Elijah, man. Like He opens up these yeah. runs that are just like, it, just, it was beautiful to see. So I think... You're right when it comes to Jack Mayer. I think with Miguel Ibarra, it was a little bit different. However, I also really, really think that Miguel Berry is going to be our super sub for a while. Unless something happens 
in the front. I really think Ben Spencer's been showing up. I yeah. really like what Ben Spencer's yeah, think, trying to do. I think Ibarra kind of changes our formation from a three-five-two through to a three-four-three. Three. You know, he's kind of that left winger that we didn't have before. So this kind of mm-hmm. opens up possibilities and gives us a lot of fun. Oh uh, no, he froze. Hey, yeah. he's frozen. Look at this. Yeah. It, it, Drew, t- finish what he was trying to say. Well, I was going to say that I was going to say this if I ever got a chance to <laughs> break it down. But uh, Barry, <laughs> Barry coming in was huge. I think that was definitely the game changer, as most people pointed out in terms of the formation. But Ibarra, what was great is that he sucks the pressure away from Guido a little bit, right? Like yeah. Guido's been faced with kind of, hey, here's the ball in that final third. Distribute it. Do something with it. Having Ibarra up there gives another person you can kind of throw a ball to and can kind of create in space there versus Jack, who's looking more to make some incisive runs straight at the goal. Ibarra can kind of do things in open space that some of our other players just can't, um, at least that far up the field. That, that's yeah. pretty impressive. So it's been cool to watch, as you said, Jerry, some of those one-on-ones were definitely very impressive. Then he'd come to the second defender. We'd be like, oh, oh he, he couldn't get past that second defender quite yet just because he's still catching up to the, to the game finding out where our player is going to be, where those pass lanes are going to be. So do I need to come back left this way? Because I know this guy's going to come in right. Just those touch and feel things that he's practiced, but you just you, you can't get enough game time to simulate kind of what guys are going to do when they're going 100% versus that 95%, 90%. You try and go 100% practice, it's just never the same. So I think that's what we saw uh, you know, on Saturday. But it was pretty impressive, again, to be able to say, hey, we, we can throw him right in and bury having that sub, as you said, who can just come right in and click in. I don't think you want to undermine what these other guys have been doing. Barry didn't score on this performance, but as he scores, we might have to start working him into a starter role, right? If he does come in in the 60th and scores right away, scores two, has a brace as a sub, that's when you have to start starting him. But I do agree with you for now. I think you keep, um, you know, kind of the formation we've had up there up top. So we have, we had four subs in this match. One that really threw me off was Yarrow coming in on the 83rd minute. I almost think like maybe... It was a, um, well, I mean, it was an did, injury. I mean, yeah, and we scored in the 87th, so it had to have been some sort of injury or something. And they're like, okay, we have an injury, and let's just go ahead and defend a little bit. But Colin Martin coming out for, uh, you know, for Yarrow was interesting. Then we had uh, Barry come in in the 55th, right, uh, for Spencer. That was, I mean, that was a, a given that was going to happen. Um, and then Herzog coming in uh, for Guido. But he moved up forward. So that was a really interesting also thing. And then I was very, very happy to see Toomey back out there. I think Moshabani yeah. Oh, yeah. brings so much to this team as well. So it just with those going in, obviously, um, you know, that left Hackward and Zizzo on the bench. Uh, it yeah. was, I think, the right choice. And I was definitely impressed. And you said kudos to uh, Nate on the um, you know, on the dress and on his suit, but kudos to him on the coaching too. Yeah. You know, yeah. he really, he did a great job of, of, of adjustments. I think there could have been a, maybe a few other adjustments, but really where, like I'm looking at it now and it's like, huh, you know, I mean, you know, take Colin Martin out. Who else would you have put him in Hackworth? That's not, no, there's a, it just, I thought it was great. I thought that yeah. it, it, it was a, a fantastic show in from San Diego. Loyal. I think, Las Vegas Lights definitely put up a fight. And um, I'm just honestly glad we were on the right side of the scoreline on this one. We needed this so badly. Am I right, gentlemen? We needed it. Yes, you are. We as a club needed it, and we as a supporters group, and we as supporters needed to be back home at Torero Stadium. So, um, I mean, 
everything from that entire day, you know, waking up, heading down, uh, down to the stadium, setting up the drum, setting up the TIFO, setting up everything. Um, you kind of get those butterflies, those jitters going, and then, uh, you leave, you have a couple beers, you come back and, uh, then it, then it's go time. Yeah. Like, you know, then, know, it was, then it was go time. You slept the night before and nobody else slept. I was, I was, I was awake. I mean, I was awake for a while and then I, I kind of forced myself to put my phone down and calm down and get, and get to sleep. Yeah. Uh, I, I needed it. I needed it. For sure. So, when- but yeah, the day of, I mean, there's nothing like that. It's supporters experience and God, we've been, we had been waiting for that. So, um, you know, being in that, in that supporter section, singing those songs, uh, losing my voice. It's like, I, I couldn't wait to get to for all that to happen. And we finally kind of had that chance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the match was amazing, but really that really Saturday was so much more about the experience that we had as supporters to get back there yeah. uh, rather than the match itself. Uh, that's kind of how I feel. So I don't know about you guys, but that's definitely more, more, more of my takeaway from Saturday. Just one thing that I support across the stadium, no matter where you walked, there sure. they're singing and chanting from all across. Cool. Awesome. That's awesome. That's rad. And that's what we want. We want to make sure that everybody in that stadium becomes, you know, a, a supporter rather than a fan and that they are singing and chanting with us. I think I saw yeah. a few people do the uh, San Diego We Are, with the clap with us at one point yeah. across the stadium. And I was pretty stoked on yeah. that. Um, so hopefully that continues to happen. One thing I wanted to throw out there, and Drew, um, I want to start with you. If you could pick one player out of this that you weren't very impressed with, who would it be? Huh. Um, I was trying to follow up on Colin Martin there. I think I saw him limping off, not like in a bad way. I think he just had a cramp or something like that. So I think that's what happened was he he got a cramp and that's why they pulled him off just to kind of follow up on that point as to why that, because otherwise yeah, Nate made a flawless kind of decision-making in terms of subs and and when and where to pull the strings, which is great. And you always want to see. So, Uh, but in terms of players that maybe weren't there as much, obviously you want to see a little bit more kind of solidarity, especially against the Las Vegas lights in your center back pairing. You kind of want to get a, uh, a clean sheet, especially since we haven't done that this season. Uh, you you want to do that as well. Uh, obviously, baby steps, get a, get a victory, get three points. But um, just generally, our back line uh, has not been as solid as we'd wanted. Uh, you know, having whoever it is, whether it's TV, whether it's uh, Hunter, whoever's back there, uh, we've we've rotated in. It seems like, and Hunter was actually in the stands with us for a little bit, which is pretty nice and kind of fun to have some yeah. of the players come up and join us. We'll get we can maybe get to that with stadium experiences in a minute. But um, you know, it's that that for me was kind of the one thing I was looking for more was just to see a little bit more presence back there. But obviously, as we're rotating, you're not not going to have a lot of solidarity in terms of you know who you're maybe even playing with in practice and who you're used to as a center back pairing. Uh, and that's that's something that they got to nail down. So if we want to go pretty far in the season, you got to have some, you know, pencil those two in and know at least two or three who's sitting back there in the center back spot. Right now, I still just don't feel like that's the case when the lineup comes out. It's kind of who's going to be in the center back spot tonight, which is not a great place to be in. Uh, and then Charlie as well, obviously, has done a great job with this club over the years. But I feel like he's kind of trying to find his place in this new formation, this new lineup. And I'd like to see a little bit more in terms of either unlocking him or making him not feel like he's doing too much in certain yeah. situations. And I, and I don't know if that's him or the role they're asking him to play, but that's another guy who stood out more up the field, I guess, for me. Yeah, I kind of consider myself, uh, you know, soccer. I, I kind of always watch for the, the the players who are maybe unrecognized. Um, but this one might be sliding under my radar because I, I, I appreciate Charlie, but I always kind of feel like his his impact on the match is – isn't enough. He's not, he's not doing enough for 
the role he's put in. And I feel like Colin in that position is, is a better player. And I just feel like they're like kind of redundant, but maybe I'm just not, you know, astute enough to kind of appreciate what, what Charlie's doing. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think Jerry, to answer your question, I know you didn't direct it my way, but my answer would be Charlie. Um, but I think at the same time, I don't really know what this lineup would look like without him. So uh, it, it's kind of hard for me to say. But I, I think I'd like to I, I'd like to see at some point this season to see him rotated out and somebody else rotated in just to kind of see what the lineup would look like. Um, because I remember last year when Colin was playing the six, uh, that seemed to really, really work well um, instead of Charlie. But again, I think I think it's just an interesting angle that kind of my player that I think is um, a little bit I'm disappointed with would be Charlie. But uh, he seems to keep me in every week. So there's he's doing something right. You know, here's the, here's the one thing about Charlie Adams, and I think a lot of people are missing this. And the fact that we're not talking about him as being a great player, I think it's because he's doing his job. Yeah, he's, good point. He's actually distributing. Um, he I have seen him, though, uh, to your kind of take on it, um, I have seen him lose the ball a few times where it was – uh, I don't know. He was a little bit out of sorts and, and, and wasn't necessarily where he needed to be. Um, I would say that there's a reason why he has the captain armband and there's a reason why the coaching staff trusts him so much to be there, uh, you know, where he is in the midfield. So I would hope that he's going to, especially with, I mean, he has some solid veterans around him. He has mm-hmm. now Ibarra to his left. He has Guido in the front. He has Colin Martin on the right. Uh, Jack Mayer behind him, like he, he like he's, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that he's necessarily the veteran, veteran that he's made, been made out to be, but I do think he can step into that position. The reason that I asked this, and actually before I get into why I asked it, um, and and who you would go as negative, Espen, do you have somebody that kind of sticks out to you as like maybe not as good as what That's we tough. want? You know, I was looking at Tom's comment earlier about Ibarra right up front. He just seemed to kind of be off in the beginning, kind of wandering around. So maybe if we had brought him in a little bit later, he would have been more focused and oriented watching the game. Um, I'm not sure he was up for the beginning to start, you know, but it wasn't okay. my call. Yeah. Um, for me, it was Thomas Van Ganzio. Yeah. There was – okay, so first of all, that goal, he was out of position. He shouldn't – he should have been there – to help Trey. Um, and if you really go back and look at it, he was running to try to defend. He was not where he needed to be. Um, as a matter of fact, Jack Mayer had a much better game than Thomas Van Genzio this last game, if you go back and watch it. So he's the one right now, and now I've had a few different times where, um, you know, in the past five games where I've seen TV kind of off in La La Land and not doing what yeah. he's supposed to be doing as a center mid. So he's the one that keeps sticking out. He's the one I think we need to be worried about. Uh, yeah, I, it's interesting. It is interesting he, because he's, he's so coming from in Pittsburgh. Yeah, go ahead. Steve. Yeah, because, well, one thing that I noticed from Pittsburgh, and sorry to cut you off, Jerry, but the one thing I noticed from Pittsburgh was that they were a possession team too, and we're trying to be a possession team. And like it seemed to work there, and it's seemingly yes. not working here. So it's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting. Like what? What? What about the nuances different that was working so well in Pittsburgh, but it's just kind of not here. And I, I, I think, I think it goes back to something we were talking about last week. How this is still early in the season, and maybe the mm-hmm. we all know that 
the the kind of the the quality is there. We just got to kind of figure out the right buttons to push to get it to work right. And I I just I wonder if is it right to keep pushing him and trying to get it right, or would it be right to rest him a little bit and say, okay, this you know, hey, let's let's figure this out before we get you back on the field, so you're a little more clear. Like it's kind of the whole debate in baseball too. Do you push through a slump or do you rest the guy? Sometimes yeah. it's hard. To, it's it, you, you really got to find that balance. It's a lot like a pitcher, right? Yeah, like exactly. They need, they need those reps. Um, yeah. So it's really hard with center backs to not keep them but, in there and just let them take their lumps. And, and that's they, especially with a talented player like this who's so good. Good call, Jerry. That's a good call. I've, I've been pretty disappointed with him this season, with, especially with the expectations that he came with. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, we, we've need, we need goals. And everybody immediately yeah. goes to look at goals. But what's more important than goals is defense. Defense wins championships. All right, defense wins championships. It's true. I learned that with the San Diego Soccers. Defense wins championships. Trust me on this, guys. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. And you've noticed kind of our our switch back and forth, right, Joshua Yarrow. Let's all, you know, pretend that we are San Diego loyal, and we're just going to absolutely pretend like uh, Ebenezer Khan no longer exists. Yeah. Uh, What what ever happened to that? I don't know. Um, I don't know. And that our, happened, our backup left back is non-existent, dude. Uh, another thing too is we we tend to do, to do this with players, I guess, um, here in San Diego. But I mean, in, on paper, we are such a good squad, and I we yeah. will get there. And this was the beginning of it. We have a really tough opponent coming up. Uh, so before we move on into that yeah. match, um, and actually, I don't want to talk too much about. Uh, you know Phoenix, but we'll we'll touch on it a I little bit. I, I'd rather jump. I know. I hate what Phoenix. is Phoenix? What is it? What is a Phoenix? What uh, is a Phoenix? I, I will I, be home this time. I'll be home. I won't be in Phoenix. <laughs> thank God. I, I really want to get into our conversation with Espen and get to know him and and actually yes the the amazing project and amazing work that we're uh, able to do with him um, as yeah. well and and with uh, everybody that's in Rainbow Loyal. So I want to get to that, but. Before we do that, and uh, w- enough stats, enough of all of these other things, we're looking at kind of our, our game analysis. Our, our game analysis. We're looking at the Pacific, Pacific Division right now. We're still in yeah. seventh place out of eight, right? Uh, Las Vegas Lights, obviously, that was uh, one that we had to win to make sure that they stayed in last. Four losses now. Now they get to come home. Now we'll maybe see them at home and see how that changes them. We had the opportunity. We beat them. Now, going into this next match, Phoenix Rising is win-win, loss, win-win, right? And then you have a Galaxy 2 that we completely underestimated. They're in second place. Tacoma Defiance, get this. Tacoma Defiance is above Sacramento Republican third. Wow. These are your top three. Phoenix Rising, I mean, no. Sure. They, yeah. We knew that. That was number one, okay? Galaxy 2 and Tacoma Defiance, two and three. So... My question to you guys is, uh, how many times are we going to have to, uh, how, how many times are we going to have to come back this season? Because this is, this is an intense season. I was not expecting this at all. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we all thought Tacoma would kind of be that squad last year. That was maybe kind of the pushover team. And, uh, it doesn't look like that's the case this year. It's Vegas. And, uh, them, them having to, you know, not having to, but having stepped up um, and not really being that pushover two squad again. And now LA Galaxy 2 doing the same thing. All of a sudden, you know, we kind of thought at the beginning of the season, 
uh, Sacramento. Sorry, that's fair. Um, he said it's, yeah, a, bit, it's a bit of a stretch to call Vegas their home. Yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think at the beginning of the season we could have easily said we would be a top four team and could make the playoffs. But now, uh, that's definitely in question. So, and, and again, it is early. It's a longer season, and you know, of the in the longer seasons, things do even out. You know, the the luck, uh, the luck uh, evens out across the teams. And uh, you get a little bit of uh, a thing that talent prevails, but I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of talent out there. So I'm with Jerry. I'm kind of worried, even this early. So Phoenix pulled out a win at Sacramento. I believe it is the first time that they do this Yeah, at Sacramento, in, oh. in, in Sacramento, against Sacramento. Um, they score a goal in the 60 sec- 62nd minute of the match um, and then are able to hold on. So Re- Republic, I mean, they had their opportunities. They, they actually controlled possession over Phoenix rising for the majority of the match. They won aerials. They won duels. Their interceptions uh, were a little bit under Phoenix rising, but they had a lot more opportunities. They had were um, seven corners to Phoenix rising, only having one their uh, defense. Uh, they had, uh, 12 clearances to Phoenix Rising's 27 clearances. So that tells you that Republic was on them. So there's going to be some competition. And I think that little by little, and I say that because I want you guys to understand that Phoenix is very beatable. All right. And I think sometimes we look at Phoenix yeah. as a team that's unbeatable. That just like, if we're going to go and play against them at their house, it's just not going to work out. Yes. This was at Sacramento. And yes, Phoenix Rising is fantastic at home. That doesn't mean they're like unbeatable. So we did it last year. <laughs> we did it yeah. last year. We did it last year. So and it's, we yeah, won I, a game I, without John Kempen. We've never done that before. So there you that's go. That's true. We've there never we won a game without scoring first. We did that. So I think it's a new world. Steve, go ahead. No, I'm with you. I, I think uh, I think the beginning of the season, you know, they they hit us right in the face, and uh, we've we've kind of squirmed our way out of it with better performances even though this is just one victory out of five games um i know we really got hit in the face really hard in that first match we we lost the next three but uh we we ended up playing better 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 and now yesterday you know not yesterday but this last weekend we 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 uh we squirmed out of a win so i think that there's definitely things are looking up and you never know you're you never know what's going to happen all these new it's almost exactly what happened last year right we signed new players we went to Phoenix and we and we beat them and that, that's that's exactly what could happen this year. We we signed Ibarra, we signed Mayer, uh, we got Barry on loan. Um, there's there's definitely possibilities that this could happen again, and uh, they're like Jerry said, they're not unbeatable. We talk about them like they're this unbeatable team, but on any given on any given day, it's why you play the game. Everyone Absolutely. needs a nemesis, man. Yeah. Yes. That's true. I'm with you. They're definitely our nemesis. Yeah. Keep this on our toes. David and. Yeah, David and Goliath faced off once, and Goliath didn't walk away. So, you know, yeah. it happens. You can it decimate does. a team. I also think a Barry scares the crap out of these guys. So that's the good thing. Good news is we do have a super sub who, if we do bring him on as a sub, you can hold him on the bench, scare him, you know, 50th minute, kind of get him warming up, and they're looking, oh, no, this guy's scored against us a few yeah. times. In fact, some of our quickest ever goals. So yeah. um, he's one of those guys who's – uh, going to be a big factor here. I think that we didn't have the first match. Uh, obviously, we were looking for something like that. So that's obviously a different factor here too. So exciting to see. I'm I'm just 
excited to see a match where we know more of what our team is versus yes. the first match where we were almost affronted with this like, oh, this is reality. That's right. This is not um, what I expected. What yeah, is this? this is not the dream we were sold <laughs> where we win every game. Are you kidding? Oh, wait. This is reality. So it's been fun to, to not fun in some ways, but fun to get to this point where we're trending up and going the right direction you want, you know, heading into the rest of the season here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Eric is asking, does anyone know what happened to Stoneman? He's a yeah, Jerry, do you know? hurt. Yeah, he has an injury and he's still out. I'm not sure how long. I don't think we're going to find out, but he's yeah, he, he has an injury. I hope it's I hope it's not much. I mean, <clears throat> it looked like kind of a grind thing to me when he went off. That yeah. can be lingering. I just I'm just I'm just not sure. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's soon because he's obviously one of our stalwarts from last year. He think he really knows this system, but who knows? I'm, I'm I mean, we to... saw we saw we saw Joe go down last year. Uh, that was supposedly early, and it was supposedly not a big deal, and he was out, out all year. So yeah. we just kind of never know with these things. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm gonna have to put on my detective hat and find out. Yeah, Jerry will know in five minutes. <laughs> Well, I'm not doing it right now. Why TV is not doing <laughs> well too, right? Like this, this could be why they sold TV on coming to play with Stoneman, 100. percent Like yeah. Stoneman yeah. was our guy. He was our he was the guy who played the most minutes, almost every minute, right? Last year, so you you have that, and that's the issue that I think with TV, it's you know sometimes you don't have that consistency where he's able to move his whole he's that Virgil Van Dyke role, right? He's supposed to move a little more up and take up more of the pitch and kind of move a little more forward. So I think that's where maybe he's a little stuck in his game, trying to track back and do both things. So again, Stoneman being out doesn't just affect him. It affects kind of, I think, what we were talking about before, that solidarity in the back line. But we'll see. It is, as, as Steve said, it can be um, these things they can tell you two weeks and it's another two months. You just never know. In, in turn, that's why injury reports in the USL are hard to come by. Yeah, they are. <laughs> For that reason. Yeah, they are. But it, it's, just, it's just kind of one of those things. So I hope he's back soon. But at the same time, it seems like the – the signings and the sh and the shoring up we've done in the back uh, has made up for it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think Yarrow was really that replacement that was he was supposed to be, but um, you know you never know, you never know. Yeah. So it seems like like Mayor is it, it might be and maybe signing or, or I think Mayor is on loan. Uh, acquiring him on loan uh, might be a sign that he might be out for a while, but uh, I'm not sure. The, and that's just me putting my two and two together kind of thing. Well, but. Hold on. We also have uh, Hunter. Yeah, right. For that position, so right. Is that the guy from England? Uh, New ah. Zealand. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's a joke. Sorry. Where yeah. is he at? Where is I Nick? saw you wink. Nick's I saw you wink. Nick, Nick is about to come after you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I speaking of over here. Yeah. speaking of speaking of uh, Hunter uh, Ashworth uh, and Nick put this in the comments earlier. Um, at one point during the match, I turned around and I, I looked at Nick <laughs> and I looked next to him and I, I saw this really, really tall guy and I kind of like looked and I was like, oh, I, I think that, that kind of looks like, like Hunter Ashworth. And then I kind of looked again and I was like, I think that is him. <laughs> that is Hunter Ashworth. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, this is really cool. Like those, those guys were out with, for whatever reason, they didn't dress for the match and I turn around and they're in the local section singing and chanting and i handed him one of the big checkered flags that i made and uh he was waving that non-stop and that was that was really really cool to see i love i love that kind of stuff where if they couldn't be there to dress to support their club wearing the kit they were there supporting the club in the supporter section singing um i, I love i love that kind of stuff that fuels the fire for me 
Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. We have a uh, Dylan messaging us on Twitter. He said, "Thank you, thanks for the shout out. It means a lot." Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Keep it That's up, right. buddy. Yeah, the, we love it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we got you. But yeah, no, it was cool to see him, Siaha, kind of hanging out in the section. Yeah, that was rad. Chilling around, and, and I saw him in the bathroom line earlier, and I was like, "Oh, they're saying hi to everybody." I was like, "Cause they did, they, you know, you just see him around, and you're like, oh, that, that guy's definitely a, a player.'" Uh, just kind of their gait and their size, right? It's it's hard to hard to tell. <laughs> it's not hard to tell uh, who these guys are. No, but, they're definitely um, tall. Not, not at tall all, dudes. Kind of, yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's funny to see. Uh, fun fun to see him out there, and then it was kind of funny to see him not uh, dress, and then but just kind of aggregate, just totally straight to our section, straight to our side, and not just interact in, in the section and jump around, but actually talk to people in line. Yeah get to know everybody and so all of that again it's just great dudes through and through with this squad which is you know partly why you know people are attracted to rooting for this club right is because we have a great group of uh individuals uh, on and off the court here listen the one thing that i'm super excited about is if we go back to our pictures and actually let me see if i can pull it up real quick um i'm not sure if they're necessarily in this one let me see Oh, the good one of 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 them in the section that was, that one was posted on on a yeah yeah look on they're right there okay so somebody posted a good one on Discord of, of uh, Duffy and and Ashworth next to each so other so if you guys can see this picture in color um right underneath the, under the pride flag. flag yeah the flag that's underneath the pride flag and then directly underneath them is actually where they are and they're both screaming actually Siaha has his arms in in the air. Yeah. And you can see Ashworth like screaming at the field. <laughs> they were into it. So like regardless of whether the club said, hey, you guys should probably go and hang out with them. Or they were like, hey, we're going to go hang out where the party's at. We want to yeah. make sure that they felt welcome and they actually were like, yo, this is actually a good spot to hang out at. I'm just going to come watch the games from here on out. If yeah. we create that type of atmosphere for the players, yeah, they go back and tell their team, Yo, those guys were nuts. They had we had so much fun. All of a sudden, we're building this culture where, you know, I mean, you heard it over and over and over after this match. The locals and chavos were they brought it. It was amazing. Absolutely. Again, the tifo. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed that. Um, the tifo was a, a lot of work and hours put in, designed by Travis um, and painted and. You know, and and uh, outlined by us and and by Chavos, it was painted by Chavos as well. So just excited yep. to be able to have that collaboration where we can keep that going. It's so much more than just the the players on the field. We're bringing something different, and I'm just excited to keep it going, man. Like this is last time we did this, that was it. So we did it this time. We brought it again, right? I feel like I mean we brought it again. And it's only going to get better and better. And we get to do it again in a couple of weeks. It's just mind-blowing. So yeah. I'm excited to do it again. I think that's enough for this match, though. Are you guys okay with us moving forward? Because I kind of want to talk a little bit more about it. But, I mean, I feel like that was it. That was Maybe good in the show. Maybe we come back. Yeah, we'll talk about Man of the Match uh, near the end of it. Uh, so, and, Sounds and that's good. We'll talk yeah, about uh, Alejandro Guido, who got our Man of the Match, and a little bit of that presentation. But... Nice. I think it's about time we bring in Espen for a proper conversation. Espen, uh, you have been a part of this community now for from the beginning, right? From yeah. like the very, very beginning. Um, yeah. And so we're happy to have you on, man. And I want to make sure that we start first and foremost, we we get to know you and, and, yeah. and kind of who you are and, and what you do. So outside of supporting San Diego Loyo, what, what is like your 
your normal, you know, nine to five job? What What do you do outside of uh, supporting San Diego? Well, following, following you guys, man, I don't even know there is a life outside of locals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's our message machine. You know what I mean? It's a like, lifestyle. It's yeah. 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 I looked at my calendar, my email, my Twitter and Discord. It's like the entire day is gone. <laughs> so, you guys just keep it going all of you it's amazing it's so great to see every every local person just throwing up their local pictures from the match you know their gear when they go to the merchandise store um it's just awesome you guys have done a great job of coordinating everybody so really happy to be part of it um in my regular life um i'm actually a college professor i teach psychology at some of the community colleges and I just got a gig working with the University of Missouri online. So I'll be teaching uh, graduate students at University of Missouri. Um, and yeah, a lot of psychology work. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm very interested to find out your background with, with the sport. How, how did, what is your story, story leading up to San Diego Loyal? Like what brought you into the community here with San Diego Loyal? Yeah, I don't even know if I should go there really. It started <laughs> with, with Soccer City. Oh, uh, yeah. You definitely yeah. want to talk it's about okay. it. It's a safe space. Guys. Yeah, it's a, definitely a safe space. Yeah. And I will be, yeah, I'll be I'll be right back. I'm going to go refill. But go ahead. So totally. It was like a COVID time. I just needed something to do. I signed up, started filling out some postcards, met some more people, did more postcards. I don't know. Probably did like 5,000 postcards, right? We signed those damn things forever. And the more I spent time with you guys, I just loved everybody. Like it was such an amazing feeling. The families were there, you know, women, men, kids. It was just great. So that was a huge disappointment when it, you know, when we didn't get that. But um, having met Landon through that and others that work with the organization and all of you, there was just no way I was going to not keep involved. So, yeah, I was there for the kit reveal, um, for the logo, you know, everything. We're just totally stoked. So happy to be involved and uh, get caught up. Yeah, it's kind of easy to get drawn in, isn't it? Like you kind of meet the right people who have the same ideals, the same values, the same like passion and and you – it's really easy to like find people that you connect with outside the sport and you just connect with as people. Uh, that's really what drew me into the sport as well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've told my story a hundred times, but really like I love soccer, but I love the people and the culture yeah. so much more. Yeah. Um, so what, even though I mentioned, you know, the match was important, the home three points was awesome, but Absolutely. it was so much more about the experience Saturday than anything. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. but to yeah. go off of what you said there, um, so then how did that kind of transition from soccer city, from postcards into staying involved into kind of your passion for the rainbow loyals to, you know, to bring yeah, pride sure. and that kind of stuff into the fold here. So early on, I was able to talk with Landon and others in the formation of the team, actually, cool. um, when they were going out recruiting, I actually went um, to a couple of games while they were watching players. Um, we had a lot of conversations. Landon and Warren were very committed to diversity, to mental health issues, to making sure that everyone felt welcome, that it was a safe space. And so we had several conversations um, over the course of like the first year before the team actually announced anything really. Um, and they just super amazing, you know? Um, so there was no way I could not be involved. And, you know, the minute I heard we were up and running, it was like, okay, we've got to get, get everybody involved. Um, so we threw up the Rainbow Loyals, and here we are, you know. Um, it took off itself, obviously, last season. So I'm glad we had something in line for that. But Yeah. Yep. No, it's been fun to watch and see kind of yeah. where people have, like, seen 
what you're oh, yeah. doing, kind of what you're trying to create and, yeah. and, and finding ways into that. One of those things that felt really natural when you brought it up to yeah. us in terms of obviously being here in Pride Month, being yeah. a group that has tried to find different avenues and, and with this club specifically yeah. um, lift up this cause uh, of, of yeah. Pride and, and here locally try and find more roots to that. Sure. Um, our partnership here for Pride Razor is pretty cool yeah. that, that you and Tom have worked out. So far we've got yeah. uh, 75 from our specific little um, you know pile here, but uh, yeah. we're looking to add to that. And I, I added just before we went on here. And so it's, it's pretty cool, guys. If you want to add per goal that we score, you can donate per goal, which is pretty cool. And yeah. uh, know that every time we're scoring, you're also giving away some money, but giving it to such a great uh, organization. So I'll have you tell us a little bit about kind of what – um, yeah. Pride Raisers 4 and then kind of the yeah. Sunburst Youth Housing Program, kind of that kind of sure, stuff. Sure. Will be awesome. So again, really excited that locals reached out and said, hey, we want to do something with you. Um, that initiative is awesome. Um, and so in talking with Tom and others, we decided that we wanted to give the money directly back to service youth, uh, um, to uh, service projects and particularly to the youth. So the local San Diego LGBT Center has a youth housing program for 18 to 24 year olds and it's called the Sunburst Youth housing program and they literally take kids who are homeless off the street kids that were thrown out from their families um, many of them going through transition issues like coming out or gender identity changes um, they offer them a safe place to live they help them get benefits from the community so mental health care um, education tools going into college they also have a live-in um, tutor and mentor that's on site so there's always supervision wow and they can stay there as long as they need to. They have to phase out at 24, but um, they oftentimes will just stay involved with the community, you know, because they've gotten they've gotten tied in too. And having met with some of those youth, because I used to do some advising with them, they've never seen an adult who was supportive. Like they've come from really terrible, you know, community backgrounds, families that were really terrible. So, um, so it's really nice. And then to be able to say, hey, we are a local team and we care about you too. So this prideraiser.org is organized for all of the LGBT supported groups across the country to help raise awareness in their community about different events. And so that's why we chose the San Diego Sunburst Youth, uh, Sunburst Youth Program. Uh, but if you go to prideraiser.org and you just type that in, it'll automatically show you the most local club, which is us. And you can make a pledge on there. It's a pledge per goal. So we've already made two goals. So, you know, we're, we're moving along and uh, hopefully we'll raise a lot of money. And if, if, if so, that's great. And also, it's really nice to just have the awareness. Yeah. So. You know, one, th one thing, too, that we're definitely going to make sure of is that yeah. the players, especially those in the front, are aware yeah. that this is going on because sure. that's sure. a little bit of an incentive for them as well. Hey, all you got to do is make us happy, score some goals, and guess what? We're going to be giving some money right back into the community. But exactly. to talk a little bit about, because I really want to make sure that we – you know, yeah. talk about what what great work um, the center is doing, and yeah. Yeah. their their mission is as as the San Diego LGBT Community Center. They it's to enhance and sustain the health and well being of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, yeah. queer, transgender, non binary, immigrant, and HIV communities to the betterment of our entire San Diego region. Yeah. Their vision um, is for every person to feel and, and know that they're welcome, valued and supported as a beacon for our original LGBTQ community. Each day they are actively, uh, they actively recommit to be a more vibrant, bold, innovative, safe, and modern center than the day before. This is something that they have on their website under their mission 
vision, and guiding principles. Go and check them out at thecentersd.org. If you have your location settings uh, set to where it can locate you, and you go to the website that you can see right now there at the bottom, the prideracer.org, it will yes. imme- we will immediately show up right at the front. And it is it says Rainbow Loyals and Locals SG Pride 2021. That's what you want to click on. The center is a great place. They offer all kinds of services from support groups to women's groups. There's a family program for parents of LGBT kids, also for LGBT, uh, LGBT uh, parents, uh, you know, and themselves. They have a program for Latino services, a women's safety and shelter program, and they offer free mental health services to anybody in the community on a limited basis, and they will reconnect to other services. And when uh, the system is open, they have a drop-in center that has um, Wi-Fi and computer services. They offer meals throughout the day. So it's lots of stuff for people to drop in. And Wednesday nights are game nights, so that's always a fun place. And, you know, one of the things about the, the gay community or the queer community, whatever you want to call it, is it's just so intersectional. There is everybody there, right? You're going to find disabled people, able people, older, younger, families, singles, married, divorced, every race, ethnicity, culture. It is the go-to place where you're going to find everybody. So if you've never been to a pride parade next year when we have one, you should show up. But at this point, just knowing that, um, you know, the locals are supportive, loyal has been great with us. I've gotten great feedback from the play- from the players as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really excited to be with you guys. We will. I, we I will definitely be have a presence at, at Pride Parade next year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say that I love. I love the center for a few reasons. The yeah. just the breadth of services they offer is staggering. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. to be honest, like mm-hmm. when you were going through, it's like wow. There's there's places that do stuff, but there's places that do stuff. They do so much. Yeah. And then the other part is that when we chose Bum as as kind of our symbol is the locals. Part of what I love about Bum is Bum's nature to be a vagrant in some ways, but kind of mosey yeah. on and find different things but part of the spirit of bum that's beautiful in san diego is that people took him in right yes. that they gave right. he was home he, he never had a home but he wasn't homeless right and that's that's what i think is amazing about that story it isn't just yeah. the dog right but it's the city that right. came around and so that's what i love about stuff like this is it's like it's yeah. perfectly what we align with it's why why right. he's on the crest for us is because uh he's unassailable in some ways as a dog but it's also that spirit of people too keep them up that i love and this this fits so perfectly in that that it couldn't be more apt for sure yeah so yeah one one thing that i want to make sure um that people understand too is it's it's this isn't like in any way shape or form done because like we see everybody else doing it we have members of our own that are very much a part of the lgbtq plus community um members of my family that are part of it uh, members of a lot of our members family um there's um children um of our members that are in the lgbtq uh community as well that um i have had the pleasure of talking to and and bringing bringing them in and, and saying hey like you're welcome here like this is a place for you for everybody um, and, and we want to make sure that you feel safe and like this is a place where you can be yourself. And that's yeah. what it's about. It's about making sure that I mean, I think San Diego is just it's it, it's such a welcoming place. And whenever yeah. I hear somebody say that it's not or they had a bad experience, it's like mm, I don't think that you really met San Diego the way San Diego really is. And and this is just what we're about. And we're just so proud to be able to join forces with somebody like Espen and with with uh, Rainbow Loyals to bring this awareness this is what it's about maybe the the money is is important yes but you know it's more of the awareness 
because money we'll, we'll eventually get to the point where money's going to be coming in if we raise that awareness first and foremost and you right. understand the main reason why we do it and that's to help yeah. uh the youth and the youth housing program of uh, the center is an amazing um, amazing amazing thing that we're doing and just super proud to be able to do that with you espen um yeah and so we currently ahead, have sorry. 75 dollars pledged as drew said so we have 75 dollars. drew you added we had somebody else add to it recently right now officially nice. on the website um it says 76 pledged per goal so what you do is you go to the website nice. like i said you go to prideracer.org and you Say, hey, I want to donate a dollar per goal scored by San Diego Loyal for the month of June. Um, we're counting the May 29th. All right. So yeah. we're going to count that in there. So there's two goals. So if you're yeah. making a pledge of a dollar, you can go as low as a dollar. You can go. I, I'm not sure if you can go lower than that, but come on, do do at least a dollar. Um, and that means <laughs> you uh, <laughs> you are now going to be donating for sure $2 because uh, we beat Las Vegas Lights with two goals. Um, so. The next upcoming games are going to be against Phoenix Rising, Orange County, Galaxy yeah. 2, Phoenix Rising again, Las Vegas Lights, and then Oakland Roots. So there's a good opportunity yeah. there. Um, and it doesn't sound like it. I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of money that I have to yeah, right? pledge. I'm hoping. Money, this is awesome. I hope like, that it's for a good. It's worth <laughs> it's the entertainment because the endorphins are already there, buddy. Like, we're so last <laughs> last year was the first year they tried this Pride Razor thing, and they raised $12,000 between the different clubs. Ooh. So now we have many more clubs, and obviously we've got a good following, so hopefully people will chip in. Um, Tom asked about scarves, and we're going to have scarves. We haven't really set that up yet, but we'll talk to some people and see see if we can make something uh, make something up there. I uh, also wanted to point out that the Loyal uh, itself, the team today announced that they have a new program called Out and Proud, and they are offering tickets in Section 110 right next to the locals for a safe space specifically for LGBT members, allies, and family. And that 20% of their income for those tickets will go to San Diego Pride, the organization that really sponsors a lot of activities throughout the whole year, not just the parade, the Harvey Milk Breakfast, the political meetings, the street town halls, the local marches, um, you know, whatever is happening out there is sponsored between the center and Pride. And so I'm really proud of the team for picking that choice as well. And then, of course, USL has their own program right now called Forever Proud. So I will have to say that San Diego Loyal is probably the impetus for Forever Proud, right? The USL has been around forever. And only this year have they come out with this inclusive LGBT program that says at every match, we're going to kneel for diversity and inclusion. And they have it right up there in their, you know, their policies. It's announced at every match now that we're welcoming and inclusive. Um, and I really, I mean, when we got contacted from London, the day that our last match happened last year, we knew something was up, right? And we got contacted by the European Organization for LGBT Supporter Groups. Wow. They wanted to sign up with us. And the next thing we knew, cool. it spun off, right? I mean, USL is doing their own thing. So you guys are right there at the start of it. You know, it's because of the support of our family, of our, our loyals, locals. So, you know, yeah. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, um, so good question from two balls on Mike. They said, uh, can allies sit there too? I don't see why not. Absolutely. Everybody yeah. can sit there for sure. That's the whole point yeah. of that section. It'll be fun to have kind of an extension. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. I believe yeah. the tickets are $29. Espen. I, I, thought, like, I saw 28, but something like 28. Okay. So there you go. Um, definitely yeah. affordable. 
you're going to be yep. right next to us, which is awesome. Um, yep. If you don't yep. already have tickets with us, but no, we're excited to uh, be able to maybe go back and forth on some chance and, you know, to help each other out yeah. and, and have you guys join in on the, the loudness. Um, I, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all one group. We're all just supporters of San Diego Loyal and 100%. that's um, the way we, we want to see it. Like everybody is welcome. Um, yep. We're not 110, 109 separate. We're going to be together. Fill and the East End, baby. Yes. Fill the whole thing. <laughs> except for, before, except for one before we take the Before it, we take the, the ticker down on 11. the Pride Razor thing, um, I will say us as the locals SG just pledged 25 bucks a goal to get that over the $100 hey. mark. So 25 bucks per goal. Um, and I will publicly challenge the club to at least match uh, what we have. So um, I will I'll be second that challenge calling them out I will uh, third it. they're not listening already if the club is listening right now to this we're challenging you to match that at least match $25 per goal from the locals nice. I'm pointing at you <laughs> those of you listening Thank can't you guys. see it's been great hey, it looks like you're pointing well. at me Drew I'm not sure <laughs> pointing at whoever's watching <laughs> this no, it's whoever yeah it's definitely yeah, we, going we, to a fantastic organization. It's definitely organization. been clear since since day one that we had that rainbow flag in our section. Um, it's one of the biggest things that I had conversations with with the club from the very beginning, um, because you know, uh, to be a little peek in the in the beginning of, of all this, uh, Jerry and Drew know all this as well. You know, one of the things that they had conversations about was no no political statements in the section, and like the first thing I asked Ricardo, this was way back. This was like way way back. Back in the day was was that doesn't include the, the rainbow flag does it because that's not a political statement and that will be in our section and you guys don't get to tell us that we don't ha we can't have that there mm -hmm. um, because i don't believe that's political that's inclusivity that's not political and so that's one like we want to make sure that everybody's welcome we want to make sure everybody knows what we're about yeah. um, and that's about inclusivity it's about loving who we love um, it's about yeah, it's about all those things he was talking mm. about before he froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just watching those beautiful flags behind him, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? While Steve is on mute there for a second, um, <laughs> you guys have been very welcoming from from day one. So, I mean, it's always been clear to me that everybody's welcome. Um, I have participated in um, the volunteer programs with you guys, doing cleanups around town, hanging out with different events, the watch parties. It's been super great. So, awesome. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're glad you feel it. We're glad that, uh, you know, other people that are listening to this can hear from somebody else that's not us because we can say it day in, day out. But it, when it comes yeah. from, Come from up to us. somebody new, it like yeah, starts yeah. meaning something. But as a group, so. we're not. We're, we're definitely the least intimidating people when you meet us in person. And, like, you may think, oh, I've seen I'm pretty intimidating. What are you talking about? Speak for yourself, Jim. I'm very tall. That's intimidating. Yeah. But, like, other than that, like, you no, know, I'm, you talk to me for 10 seconds. You're like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's great. He, he seems really smart, but he's also an idiot. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, um, yeah. But, Steve, you were, you were saying, man, we, we're, we're here to love everybody and be about love. My internet is struggling tonight. But yes, that definitely that that encapsulates what I was saying. Exactly. Good job. Thank you all very much. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, get into the last topics, uh, the locals' topics. So man of the match. I mean, we had to talk about this. Uh, Alejandro Guido was absolutely brilliant, and he got our man of the match. He came up. This is a new 
thing that we came up with here with the locals, uh, we are going to be giving out our Men of the Match growler every home match. And uh, so basically 75 minutes before the match, or so, I'm sorry, at the 75th minute. I keep saying 75 minutes before. The 75th minute of the match. That would be weird. You can go into our Discord on game day and start putting out who your man of the match is. Uh, at the end of the match, we will tally them up, and the winner will be asked to come to our section. We will do a quick cheers with him, and uh, we will, he will be handed a growler with, the, with our logo on it, and it has the date, and it has man of the match on it. And in the and uh, who we played against a little blurb. So, nice. in this uh, situation, uh, the first recipient ever was Alejandro Guido. He was Perfect. super excited. I can tell you guys that uh, saw him. What he was saying to me in my ear, he said, "We needed this." That's what he said yeah. to me. He said, "We needed this," and he's pointing at the locals, basically saying, "We needed to have the backup of our supporters. We needed to have this home match." And uh, the sky's the limit. So excited for that. You guys have anything to add to that? Uh, Drew, Steve, sorry that we I took the spotlight from you guys. You guys were supposed to present it. I got to shake his hand. That was Did cool. You? That was all I wanted. That's all no, I wanted. Jerry, I, I don't. like kind of congrats, man. You guys, you you and Travis worked really hard to, to bring this to fruition. It was kind of an idea that yeah. everybody was thinking of. What What's our log slice? What do we do here in San Diego to hand something to somebody to say you're our guy, right? You, you did it this match for us. And. Log slices are cool. All of that was traditions that's come out of a number of years. San Diego beer felt right. And so you and Travis uh, making a beautiful label. It's not just a label. It's not just a sticker. This thing is gorgeous. Like you look at the actual awesome. growler and you're like, I need to join the club and come out for an open tryout just to get the growler. That's like where your mind process goes. It's like, I'm going to train for the next 11 months and then come to the open tryout. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. And so thank you for the hard work that you and, and Travis put yeah. into, especially making sure that this dream that our dream of like, Oh, we'll have a beautiful thing. We hand to people actually became beautiful to hand to them. And the, the casing in which you even the, the igloo cooler in which, uh, oh, Travis rests is with light. Gorgeous. Yeah. No, so like, if you go back and look at the video, when you open the, he opened, I open. so he op no, no, I'm sorry. Travis is holding the, the, uh, cooler. I open it. And you see orange like lights just coming out of the cooler, and he he looked in. He actually looked in. He goes, "Wow!" He's like, "What is this?" So good. No, I mean, Jerry, you 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 apologize for taking the spotlight, and it's like the first thing when we were sitting there pre-match, and you were like, "Yeah, you know, you and Drew, blah blah." blah. And I was like, "No, dude, you should be there too." Like, this is important because you brought a lot of this to life. I mean, we all kind of had this idea last year, but then you put a bunch of legwork in to actually make this happen. So. Uh, no, I, I, it only felt right that you were there, um, and I'm I'm not the kind of person that wants the credit for other people's work. I want you to take that and for you to be there to present your your work and and you and Travis as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that was an awesome moment. I love when he grabbed it and he kind of lifted it like a trophy uh, to the section. That was really dope. I wasn't expecting that, uh, but that was really cool. Did you guys um, get that on video? Yeah, it's somewhere yeah, on video. It's, I think it's, uh, somebody's got it on video. I think Paul. But no, it, the best yeah. part, and it's been mentioned. It's been mentioned in the comments that. You know, we kind of gave it to him. We're like, congratulations, you know, take this and relax. We got a little blurb on the on the tag there, like a growler tag uh, that kind of says, you know, hey, kick back. You earned this tonight. Relax. And he, he, we kind of said, you know, congrats, you know, you, you deserve this. And he kind of looked at us and he goes, I don't drink. <laughs> only, 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 only tequila. Only like, tequila. <laughs> like, oh. 
Hey, do you know what though? I'm pretty sure it helped him out over the weekend. He was hanging out with like I saw. his friends for a birthday party. So I'm hoping that he at least took the growler with him and was like, hey, I don't drink the beer, but I'm sure you guys do. And like shared this very special beer, very yeah, special beer. Um, so but that was out. that was a really cool thing for him to come over, come up, come up the, the stairs yeah. um, and, and kind of be able to celebrate that moment with us. And I look forward to that every week. Um, that's going to be a really cool like tradition we have. And so one thing, one other thing that we talked about is kind of rotating that honor to give that away. So uh, we'll rotate the, that around, say, leadership and or. Yes. Um, you know, members who have stood out and put in a bunch of effort um, because it's it's easy for us to kind of step up and do that every week. But that's not who we are. We want to um, really connect our members and our leadership to the players and to this club um, in ways that we have already had the honor to do so. Right, Jerry? I mean, this is kind of something that we've 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 talked about a lot. So yes. if you want to expand on that, please do, because this was that was kind of your idea. I, I might have stole your thunder there, but um yeah, I I, that's, I love that idea a lot. I'm not, yes. I'm not sure we can have Dylan hand out the growler, but yeah, maybe well, his parents. Uh, I don't know. I don't maybe. know. If kids, <laughs> I know. Actually, it's funny because uh, Tubos actually just asked that. He said, uh, "Have a different, have different locals or kids give it to the players." I'm not sure the kids can hand it. Uh, uh had yeah. beer over to a player, but a kid can definitely be present. Um, we're gonna control a little bit better. Um, I was a little bit like. Hey, stand back! Because everybody wanted like autographs from Guido at that point. Yeah, um, and I think he he did end up signing quite a few things. He did. But, he was awesome. Um, yeah. you know, you guys, I trust me. Like, you can get his autograph at uh, a lot of events. So chill out when it comes to this one. This is gonna be a special thing that we're gonna do. Every home match is is our goal. Um, shout out to Second Chance for the beer. Uh, so it was yes. Second Chance Brewing Company is a beer that was in that growler for those of you that were wondering, and um. Even though he doesn't drink, I think I mentioned to him, I said, hey, next time, if you do win it, we're going to have a separate tequila stash for you. Definitely. <laughs> just in yeah, case. We'll definitely have a tequila stash. Just a in case. Boot, a little boot, just a little secret. Uh, here you go. Here's 100%. That's right. Abel yeah. said, yeah, he signed a Chula Vista flag. So the Chula Vista flag is made by awesome. uh, Miguel, right? Miguel made it. And uh, yeah. he brought it with him. He's had it actually Gorgeous. from the first match. Flag. I think he. Yeah. he oh, and the best, the best part of that is, you know, it's held out, and, and somebody was like, "Sign the Chula Vista flag," and he goes, "Where?" And Abel looked at him and goes, "Right in the middle." <laughs> right in the middle. Like, <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like that. Even if he doesn't drink, that it's something that has to be consumed, right? Like, you can't keep this too long. Yeah. That's the other thing I like about sure, it. Yeah. Teammates, you hear friend, about yeah. like. Yeah, like Jeremy Ibobisi, uh, Ibobisi, uh Oh, he said you're the son. Sorry, but he, but, he, but he said he when he scored a couple, he he kept them in the back of his car, <laughs> the log slices. So it's like you don't want that, right? You want them to enjoy it. You want it to be something that they can. And that's where Steve said the label encourages yeah. that, and that's where again the fans and the ceremony, as Jerry said, to respect the ceremony a little bit here as we move forward because it is something that's not only special for us but special for the player, and so we want to kind of give them that moment to see what this means in terms of us as fans. So it was really fun to be, and I was honored just to be on the platform. So thanks, man. And uh, we look forward to many more of these uh, uh, with anybody uh, and everybody who, who we can get up there. So uh, I'm sure. Did you guys see the photo who, who that I posted on, uh, on Twitter a couple of days ago? So we were out front when they came up from their pregame warm-up. What did you call him, Espen? I was like, hey, Trey Muse, what's up? And he looked at me, and I was like, oh, man, I didn't just do that. But he gave me a great smile and thumbs up. And I was like, all right. So it, was, it was kind of that priceless, you're an idiot celebrity fan, right? Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But he was cool. They were all great. They were so cool. That's awesome. 
No, oh. and I think you got a picture of Trey also, right? He also gave you a thumbs well, up. He did, actually. Yeah. I was like, okay, you are the goalie. I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, everybody gave us a wave. It was really cool. We saw, uh, um, I mean, every player came through, obviously. Colin you know, gave us a nice little wave. It was cool. Yeah, so th- this is a good point. Abel, you're saying uh, find out who drinks, who doesn't for cultural reasons. That's fine. I-, I think it's just they don't have to drink the beer. Like, we're going to hand it to them, and they can do whatever they want to do with it. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's more of just a representation of San Diego, right? Like, what's more San Diego than a growler of, of beer? Um, and it doesn't necessarily sure. have to be drunk by the-, the player. can literally walk off and just, like, throw it on the field, hopefully not in front of us so we don't feel bad. But They also get a complimentary local scarf, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they, he got scarfed by both, yeah, by Chavos and by us too. And I wasn't expecting that, yeah. but I think we might end up doing that. Uh, you know, if, if Steve's okay with giving eighteen scarves off, this one hundred percent. Yes. Oh, cool. There you go. There we go. Yep, awesome. absolutely. We can we can have a we can have a a scarf ceremony every match. I love that idea. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then it, and then uh, uh, Espen, if if Colin wins, you know, maybe you could find yeah. yourself on that platform to uh, present present the growler of the week. I think that'd be a great, great connection there. So we got plenty of great yeah. people from the group. So that's awesome. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Of course. Good. Um, I think it, it, you try to, you know, the way that I envisioned this is you try to put yourself in the shoes of the, the player and him walking up those stairs and seeing all of us. Like when we screamed, like he's he's yeah. walking up the stairs. Here he comes, <laughs> and he's like walking up the stairs and seeing like this mass of people still there after the match. Um, you know, for any player, just like walking up to us, um, yeah. it has to feel pretty cool that he has that many people that after love so him long too, right? After so long moment. playing there without fans, yeah, yeah. So I think it's just such a cool moment that we get to share with our team that I I would hope they take back to the rest of the team and say, hey. These guys, like they, they really truly love us, and they tr- really truly have our backs. You know, yeah, we, then, know, we know they know that because if you watch, they follow your tags. They're all over Twitter saying thanks. They know. Yeah, it is. It is one of the cooler things that I, I've kind of found out through USL, and I haven't really had an MLS club before. Like you know, Jerry, you have. So I'm, I, I'm interested in your opinion on this, but like I do notice the players interact a lot. You know, they're always responding to Twitter and Instagram and that kind of stuff. And I love, I think that's really cool. You know, they're, they're really connected to the kind of support community. And, and I, like I said, I don't really have a specific MLS team, but I do follow MLS and I don't, I don't see that a whole lot. So I, I really like that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. and I think we get it way more here in, in USO and, and with yeah. San Diego Loyal specifically. Like, I think that if you wanted to really connect with somebody, like they'll, they're willing to you know, to be there for you and, and any any of the players. Um, yeah. You saw, I think we see, you know, things like uh, Elijah Martin going over to Paul's house and hanging out with them for a little bit. Yeah, that's um, cool. After he won, you know, I think he won a jersey or something. Um, and then oh. he also bought a, a T-shirt from him. But, like, Elijah Martin is one of those players, too, that just, like, you know, it, it, he comes off as such a genuine and just, like, down-to-earth person that, None of our players, I think, are are not approachable. Like, there's no player on our squad that, if we saw it on the street, wouldn't stop and say hi to us. They wouldn't be like, you know, oh, you know, I don't want to talk. And to give you, you the time, give you None all the time in the world, right? Until they had to leave and say, like, just act like you're the only person in the world, really, too. Which is what's <laughs> nice about all these guys yeah. is they're they're genuine about it and they they do love it because they, they've 
they're trying to make their dream, right? And we're the people trying to help make that happen and say, like, we want to see your dream come true. And I, I think that there's a beautiful, like, like kind of heart in that in terms of what we're doing and what they're doing at this level versus yeah. once you get that higher level, it becomes more money, it becomes a little bit more stake. So it is what's just so nice about, as Steve said, at USL that we just don't know. But for us, it's been really cool to have that approachability. Jack Metcalf. They had that sign, the scouts are signed. Obviously, you go over and you take a picture. Yeah, but that was like, cool. He hung out. He talked to those people for like half an hour. <laughs> like that's what these guys do. They're they're just the best in terms. And of, also to give some kudos uh, back to the to the organization, they built that culture. They picked guys who right. they knew were going to be involved, for sure. who wanted to be part of the community. If you look at the community service work they've done over the last year and a half, right, as a team, they picked men who were going to represent well. So yeah, I think we're really lucky. Really fortunate. Mm -hmm. For Absolutely. sure. Continuing with the locals news, um, before we do wrap up on time, uh, we put this out earlier about an hour and a half, two hours ago. Uh, we are still trying to organize a bus trip for next Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday will be our first kind of organized away trip. Uh, we tried this last year and then COVID kind of slapped us all in the face. So we are trying again. Um, please sign up. We have until Sunday at basically midnight, so 11.59 p.m. Sign up for the bus trip. Um, it's sixty dollars. That's inclusive to uh, trip up. We can drink on the bus, so beers on the bus will be included. Um, if we do get there early, we can drink when we get there. Uh, your ticket to the match, which is equivalent of seventeen bucks, so it's essentially you're getting a, a ride up, beers included for forty three dollars, um, and, and a ride back, obviously. Uh, safe driving, all that stuff. Um, we're going to do a pickup. At, the idea is to do a pickup in San Diego and a pickup at North County. Uh, oh. Those times are still kind of TBD. We're going to do something like maybe 3 o'clock, 3.30 down in, down somewhere San Diego. Something like 4 o'clock, 4.30 up in North County. Nice. And then um, obviously, you know, the ride up to, to Orange County. Uh, we need to be conservative on time given traffic and all that stuff. So uh, it's earlier in the day. It's a Wednesday. You know, it's a weekday, but we're still trying to get about 50 people signed up to do that. Uh, I think 60 bucks is a killer deal. So check out um, our, our website, thelocalssg.com slash shop to uh, sign up for that. I know I am taking that day off of work um, and I will be there 100%. My wife is is doing the same with Bryce, taking the day off of Bryce. <laughs> oh, and uh, we're going we're gonna to pawn him off to my parents and uh, take a day up to <laughs> go to Orange driving. County. Nice. <laughs> hey, on the bus. If he awesome. could drive, he would be driving the bus. <laughs> hey, talking about kids though, Steve, I got to throw it in there real quick and you can keep it going. Uh, $10 discount for families. So yes, if you yes, don't please. plan on drinking, you're like, I don't want to pay 60 bucks because uh, I'm not drinking. I, 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 $10 off. Yeah. So 50 bucks per seat if you don't want to drink. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. You can't, you can't beat it's that. It's a way to shave off. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. You got that. It's, you bring a, a sandwich, deal. or you buy a sandwich there. That's sixty sandwich. or fifty bucks, and you, you don't have to buy anything else, right? You get that sandwich because maybe you don't want some actual food. We're gonna have some light snacks on the bus. We can't promise. Literally, the meal. beers there are like twelve twelve dollars. Is that how much? It's we essentially like tailgating bucks. before the match. So just get yeah. on the bus and tailgate on the way up there, and uh, have a good time. So please paid, it, exactly. sign up. We paid fourteen dollars here locally for a beer. So yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Boom. And this is going to be so much more fun. This is, as we said a few weeks, I think last week even, these away days are really where you, you find family. It's not just yes. friends. It's not just people you stand mm -hmm. next to and you like to sing next to. You meet a person. You find out about what's in their soul, you know, about what's – where why why you, you've you been gravitated towards this is because of the things you usually find out on trips like this that uh, I've I've always found to be the, the bedrock of, of groups. So 
Um, please come if you're you're just diving into the deep end. If you're not even a member yet and you have a friend who's like, I'm really into this, they can sign up too. They can pay the price. They can come yeah. with us. They do need to be vaccinated or tested. Our, our tickets yes, are please. in that section, Thank you. so you do need to know that. Um, but as Steve said, it's kind of all going to be mainly trying to figure out a time early in the afternoon or kind of mid-afternoon, if you will, in the city, kind of a little bit later in the afternoon, North County, if you can make either one of those. We'd love to have you on the bus with us and, and ride up. So, awesome. Thanks, guys. One last thing yep. on that. Uh, this was not posted. This is not going to be posted maybe anywhere. All right? For those of you that are Boom, listening right now, a little bit of an incentive. You do get a pin, a one-inch round pin that is going to say that you went on this trip with us. And you can only what? get this pin if you go with us. I know it's not a lot, but it's going to be able to tell everybody and you can show it out to everybody oh. saying, Order. hey, I just saw like six orders. We in. went on this trip. <laughs> we went on this trip <laughs> to Orange County and you earned that pin. It is the only way you're going to be able to get this pin. This is I the first away trip. It's a really, literally, it's a really, really cool. fun design too. I promise you. <laughs> they went to Orange County, and all I got was this pin. <laughs> I went. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> if we're going to land at Disneyland, it got merch on the way, right? It's gotta happen, right? So, awesome. This is, so it's gonna be a fun day. It's no, that's be an incredible trip. That's awesome, Jerry. Thank you for sweetening the pot there a little bit because it will yeah. be it, quite it, it itself is enticing. But oh, yeah, if, you, if sure. you're a merch person and a collector, you gotta come. You By know? the way, yeah, this is not on the website, but this is coming from the locals. Okay, you get an exclusive pin. Uh, you're you're hearing it now in the podcast. So there you go. Paul is traveling back from. It's not Hawaii. me. It's the locals. <laughs> final order of locals business um before we get too late in the podcast and people start tuning out i want to have a huge shout out to tom phillips who has done incredible work over the past three months uh first off with the radies uh volunteer stuff now with the uh the rainbow involvement with rainbow oils with espen uh, and also for the last order business the uh, gas lamp historical foundation um it was kind of brought to our attention uh from one of our members that uh the Gaslamp Historical Foundation has been hurting since COVID. Uh, if you guys don't know, that's where Bum the Dog statue is located. Um, and he is obviously beloved here. So I know they are hurting. Um, stay tuned to, uh, or, or please go to their website. Please donate. Please help them out. I know Tom has been uh, really persistent getting a hold of them. Like I said, they're hurting. And I think their numbers are pretty low as far as volunteers. Uh, so it took him a while to kind of get in touch with them. But I know that he is working really hard to get some events going, get some fundraising going, trying to keep them on their feet um, because obviously we want to help them out. I think that uh, Bum Story and Bum Statue is one that should be uh, preserved and obviously all the other work that they do there, but a humongous shout out to Tom for what he is doing um, and then keep your eyes peeled for events that we have going on. They have, they're at, um, so their goal, they have a very high goal because it's very expensive to keep this, this museum in like open so yeah their goal is 150,000 oh wow yeah. they are at currently at 19,970 um and that uh, has a lot to do with uh you know just spreading the word their, so their main please. fundraiser is is typically in march as well it's the saint patrick's day fundraiser unfortunately yes. two years in a row right that got just completely axed it's it's just the worst time of year unfortunately same with our home opener last year right it's yeah. it's it was the worst time of year to hold events and yeah. so unfortunately they just had to really axe that two years in a row and have been scrambling to figure out how to fund it so as jerry's right. saying it's it's one thing that we really want to wrap our arms around here they're not where we want them to be 
um, to, to make sure that we can ensure this statue stays and this house stays undisturbed the way that it has been for since this town was founded. It's, it's one of the few standing historical structures, the Horton Davis House. Not only this yeah. museum and the people who love and preserve it, but uh, the structure itself, right? So it, it is one of those things where if you go down there, you look around, gas lamp's great, but part of that's because of the history we actually did save. Um, and if we don't keep saving, it's just going to be a bunch of needless bars uh, that none of us like to go to because uh, we have our more favorite <laughs> ones than the rest of town. No, it's the oldest it's building down there. The like, we have to make it sure is. it's, it's there. It is. It's the oldest it building. We have to save these things, right? We, we have to save them. So as Jerry's saying, I'm just giving my own passion plea here. Just please um, look into it. Please care. And then know that Tom has been... Not only working with with Espen here on some great pride raiser stuff, but also keeping an eye on how we can find ways to not only do this, but continue to help fund them, not just this next year as they're trying to meet this goal and, and overcome their shortage, but long into the future to where we can have a partnership as well. That's that's where his head's at, which I love. Yeah, and so he's saying lots of stuff coming with them. Um, so we're building a relationship with the Gaslam Museum. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, 15000 per month, but uh, collect 70% of that. Uh, oh yeah, S Shamrock. So that's the the one you were talking about, Drew. Um, so yeah, make sure you come out and support. We're gonna definitely be there. We're gonna have a presence. Somebody was asking how many uh, people have paid so far for the trip. We have five. Okay. So far. Yeah. I, but I've yet to sign up. My wife has yet to sign up. I mean, There's a couple people that I know have yet to sign up. So um, more than half. Like I said, we until Sunday. So there's a there's a few days here. Awesome. <laughs> God, what else do we have? Uh, oh, yeah, Loyal We Are. Do you guys remember that song that we played? Yeah. It's out. Let's you can it. purchase it now on iTunes, and I think it's like on Spotify and pretty much everywhere. Um, and I feel like that's going to be a good like exit to this. What do you guys think? Let's, Let's do it. Do it. Let me Let's find it. this. Here. Yes. Listen, guys, Cheers. thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, if you guys are down to hang out for a little bit after, we might hang out. For a bit, but that's going to do it for us. We went a little bit over from what we usually do. So, for Mr. Esmond Carell, Mr. Steve Brokaw, Mr. Drew Steck, my name is Jerry Jimenez. Um, this is Authentic Sellout. Loyal we are. Go and check them out now. It is out and available. And uh, they're going to take us out. So, have a great nice. night. Bye.